Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, August 13th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Environmental groups throughout the St. Louis region in recent weeks have expressed support for black people. The largely white organizations historically have not shown up in black communities. They probably think we are not interested, that, you know, because of the crime and the stereotype, blacks don't want anything. I think that's mainly what it is. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports on environmental activists and what limits their ability to deal with problems in black communities. St. Louis officials are putting new restrictions on businesses to keep coronavirus from spreading among young people. Starting today, bars and restaurants serving alcohol will limit customers and close at 11 p.m. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports. St. Louis Mayor Lida Krusen says more than half of the new coronavirus cases in the city are in young people. That's why the city targeted bars, nightclubs, and restaurants in its new order. Krusen is also concerned about the high rate of positive tests statewide and the college school year starting soon. All of that combined has said to us that uh, we cannot keep these numbers going up in 20 and 30 year olds. The order also requires banquet halls and other large venues to limit the number of customers to 50% capacity. It encourages employees to stay home if they've been close to a person with the virus or when they're waiting on their test results. Dozens of people in St. Louis are testing positive for the virus and close to 40 coronavirus patients are being admitted at the region's hospitals every day. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. The Ethical Society of Police is criticized the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department for fostering systemic racism, corruption, and unfair hiring practices. The society represents black officers. It released a report this week that includes 25 recommendations, including a grand jury review of shootings by officers and body cameras for all undercover officers. Society President Sergeant Heather Taylor says corruption in the police department has led to financial losses. We saw the other problems with retaliation where lawsuits were paid out uh, as well in other cases. And we've paid out so much money and we're not following civil service rules. And it's time for us to follow them. A department spokesman says Chief John Hayden will review the society's report. A high-ranking official at Opera Theater St. Louis has resigned after being arrested for child sex trafficking. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the organization waited nearly three weeks before making any public announcement. Damon Bristow joined Opera Theater St. Louis in September as Director of Arts Administration. St. Louis County Police arrested him July 22nd. Opera Theater said in a statement it put Bristow on unpaid leave after the arrest and that he later resigned. But none of this came to light until an opera singer and journalist posted Bristow's mugshot on social media Tuesday. Singer Angel Azara participated in Opera Theater's program for early career artists this summer. She had a career coaching session with Bristow. We're all devastated. It's a horrible blow. And it really is out of left field because he was perfectly fine. You know, there was just no clue that he could have done something this heinous. Bristow has not been charged. Police say the investigation is ongoing. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis area environmental groups like the Sierra Club and the Missouri Coalition for the Environment 
have released statements supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. These largely white organizations acknowledge they tend to focus on policy and outdoor recreation. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports the groups have done little to address environmental problems that affect predominantly black St. Louis neighborhoods. At least twice a week this summer, Donna Washington tends the garden at Jubilee Community Church, near where North Grand Boulevard meets Interstate 70. The garden has many native Missouri flowers, rows of vegetables, and an orchard of jujubee and fig trees. I like working outside because at home I cut my own grass, I pull weeds, I do all of that myself. That just comforts me and calms me. While working on the garden, Washington met members of the Nature Conservancy, an environmental nonprofit that helped fund the garden's construction in 2018. She'd never heard of them before, let alone seen environmental groups in North St. Louis, where she's lived all 63 years of her life. They probably think we are not interested, that, you know, because of the crime and the stereotype, blacks don't want anything. I think that's mainly what it is. Groups like the Nature Conservancy, the Sierra Club, and the Missouri Coalition for the Environment have promoted outdoor recreational spaces, clean waterways, and other environmental issues in the St. Louis region for decades. But these largely white organizations haven't addressed illegal dumping, let dust from demolitions, and other problems in black communities. Activists in recent years have publicly stated that black people experience worse environmental problems than white people do. Here's Gretchen Waddle-Barwick, interim director of the Sierra Club's Missouri chapter. The same people who are on the front lines of climate change are the same people who are on the front lines of racism and police brutality. But Waddle-Barwick says her organization lacks experience in engaging with black neighborhoods and wants to change their approach. Rather than come into communities and say, here's what we think you need, we're trying to listen more. And it's a change, and it's something that we're working on, and we're not perfect, and we're grappling with it. A large part of the problem is that these organizations have very few or no people of color on staff. Dorsita Taylor, an environmental justice professor at Yale University, found that only 16 percent of environmental nonprofits nationwide have employed people of color. Taylor says the people who work in these groups need to reflect who lives in their communities. But time is running out. The country is becoming more and more diverse. And within the next two to three decades, we will have the U.S. be a majority minority country. The movement sparked by the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis has motivated many groups to stand with Black Lives Matter. But Taylor says environmentalists will struggle to show support for local Black communities. If you've never in your entire history done anything in a community of color, if you've never engaged um, the young people in those communities, uh, you don't have internships, you don't hire, does it sound hollow or does it sound genuine? Environmental organizations largely focus on work that they receive funding for, like reducing agricultural runoff in the Mississippi River. But they often don't act on what communities of color need. Misa Khan was the former water policy director at the Missouri Coalition for the Environment. She says she didn't have funding to respond to residents' concerns about drinking water. The best that I could do was share the resources for um, how to engage local decision makers. The 50-year-old Missouri Coalition for the Environment has struggled to figure out a strategy for its advocacy. Executive Director Heather Navarro says that's made it challenging to fit people of color into their work. We're at a point where 
we are asking ourselves, are we a grassroots-based organization or are we more of a policy organization? And because if you look at what our staff has done over the last 10 years, most of it is sitting in front of a computer, researching, writing, going to Jeff City. Tasha Phoenix is the Missouri Coalition for the Environment's Food Justice Organizer and is the only person of color on staff. She says if environmentalists want to care about black communities, they should advocate for improving access to healthy food, stable housing, and safe neighborhoods. I'm never going to fight for recreational environment over built environment that people have been put into. I'm fighting for people, and then people will fight for the environment. In other words, the first step towards racial equity is showing up for your neighbors. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.